And now, on Prophetic Faith. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I am Pastor Robbie Bear, and tonight we're going into Volume 2 of the Law of Faith. And as we stated a few weeks ago, the characteristics and the principle of the law is, is that when it is applied, it works every single time. Now tonight, in this message and in this teaching, we're learning that the Law of Faith demands that the voice of faith... Faith has a voice. The Bible says we have the same spirit of faith and that same spirit cries out. We believe and we speak. So faith has a voice. But what we're going to learn tonight is that faith must be the loudest voice in your life. Because let's face it, problems, situations, circumstances, they are screaming at you probably right at this moment. Well, I'm going to teach you how to get louder than everything that's going on around you with the Word of God. So let's get into this message right now, and I will see you at the end of the program. Today, part two, I want to talk about or teach about how the loudest voice. Say that with me, the loudest voice. Now, when you think of that, I know that you're probably thinking about the, the voice that has the highest volume. But I want to go a little deeper today on that. Now, this is the second part of that law of faith is the loudest voice. If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to 1 Samuel 17. We're going to start at verse 8 and go to verse 11. Alright, now verse 8. It says, And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel. This is Goliath crying out. And said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine? And you, servants of Saul, Choose you a man for you, and let him come down to me. And if he be able to fight with me, and to kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him, and kill him, then you shall be my servants, and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And when Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Let me pray this morning. Father, I thank you for this word today. I thank you for every person that is here this morning that is wanting to go deeper in you. You've got exactly what they're looking for. And I just praise you for this. We are your willing vessels. Anoint us afresh in here today, Father. Let us be a light in this darkened world right now in this hour. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Now, let me tell you something. That the enemy is good at one thing. 
He's good at it. He's practiced it. He's got it down pat. You say, what is that? He is good at being loud. Would you agree with me in here this morning? He is good at being loud. The Bible even talks about in Peter, he says that Satan goes about as what? A roaring lion. It didn't say he was a lion. It says he acts himself or presents himself as a lion. Have you ever heard a lion roar? What is it? I mean, it just it catches your attention. It sends chills down your spine. When, when the animal kingdom hears a lion roar, it is the loudest voice. And so Satan goes about doing what? Trying to be the loudest voice in your life. Now you see here, I read you this right here because this is a good example of what you and I can, uh, can deal with. Is that sometimes the enemy wants to present himself as so mighty, so strong, so loud that you can't hear what God is saying. You are forgetting what God said about you. You are forgetting the weapons or the, or the resources that you have and all you are gripped by is what the enemy is saying. That's exactly what's going on right here. The, the armies of Israel are terrified. The, the Bible says they are dismayed. They're, dis, they're out of order. They can't think straight. And it's because the taunts of Goliath, who Satan, by the way, who Satan is using at this time, he is using the, uh, the Philistines more specifically Goliath, to come against God's people. And here you see the enemy is taunting, he is insulting, he even goes as far to say, I defy the armies of God. You say, what does that mean? Who is, who is the commander-in-chief of the armies of God? Or the armies of Israel? God Himself. <clears throat> one of His names, one of His titles is what? Lord of hosts. That word Lord of hosts is Lord of the Seboeth, which means commander in chief of the heavenly armies. So Satan was using Goliath to personally insult God Almighty. I want you to see that today. Now, you see right here the law of distraction at work. How many remembers last week that I touched on the law of distraction? That, if that, that laws can override each other at different points and times if you're not careful. We know that the law of air and you know lift will override the law of gravity. Well, the law of faith can be overridden by what? The law of distraction. And we see this right here, what was going on. All they were concerned about, they were totally distracted about what God said about them. They were totally distracted that... They had God fighting on their side. You can't lose when God's fighting for you. But all they were concerned about is what the enemy is saying. The law of distractions at work. So when the law of distractions at work, what does that cripple? The law of faith. Right? You begin to completely focus on the problem instead of the answer. I wonder how many people that's watching today or in here or watching on television can say that you are focusing more on the problem than you are the answer. Then that tells you that the law of distraction is in motion. Now look right here at 1 Samuel 17. Now go down to verse 23. We're going to skip down. Go to verse 23 and listen to what David says. <clears throat> 
And he talked with them, and behold, there came up... This is David talking with the, the army of Israel. And they came up the champion of the Philistines of Gath, Goliath by name, and out of, his, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words that he had spoke before. I defy the armies of God. Uh, come on out and fight me. You're going to be my servants. All this other stuff. And this time David heard him. Somebody say he heard him. Now, so David heard him this time. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel he has come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches, and he will give him his daughter to make his father's house free in Israel. And David spake to the man, to the men that stood by him, saying, what shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine? And taketh away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And all the people answered him after the same manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that kills Goliath. Now you gotta, you got to put this in uh, perspective. Here is a young man that's looking for a spouse, that's looking for a wife, right? Now, when he hears that, hey, the one who takes out the Philistine, he's going to get the king's daughter. Right away, David's radar went beep, 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 beep. Right, Dave? Praise God. His radar went off. He said, okay, keep talking to me. What else we got going on? He's going to make you rich, he's going to prosper you, and he's going to deliver your family for any debt that they have. Now, guess what? This whole time, Goliath is taunting and insulting and saying these uh, accusations, and he's, he's threatening Israel, but David's not hearing any of that. By that I mean, this is not the loudest voice in David's life. The loudest voice in David's life right now is what God had said about Israel and what God had said about David himself. That's why if you notice, he responds, who is this punk over here? When he says uncircumcised Philistine, I want you to put in its place a covetedless Philistine. This man does not have a covenant. He does not have a covenant with the living God, so he's got nothing. So who is this man that he would defy the armies of the living God? If you see right here that faith is getting louder. Because you see, David knew that one of the names of God was the Lord of hosts, which meant the Lord of the commander-in-chief of the heavenly armies. So David took that as a personal insult. So he said, who's going to do something about this man? So you see the law of distraction at work in a group of people, but then you see the law of faith working in David. How do I know that? Watch this. Goliath's voice was not the loudest voice that day. David's, the law of faith, was the loudest voice. David said, this is going to end right here. David says, somebody's going to do something about this. Because you see, what I'm trying to tell you this morning, ladies and gentlemen, is that the law of faith is loud. 
The law of faith, when it is put into motion, it becomes bold. It becomes loud. It is not sit back and say, well, you know what? Whatever comes, comes. Or whatever happens, happens. Blessed be the name of the Lord. No, it doesn't do that. The law of faith, when it is put into motion, becomes the loudest voice. And again, I'm not just talking about volume. Y'all need to hear me today. I'm not just talking about having the loudest volume. I'm talking about having the, the, per, the exact focus, all of the attention on one thing. And that is what God said. Somebody say amen. So this is what David's doing right here. Alright, now look at 2 Corinthians 4.13. We'll go to the King James Version first. Uh, it says, We having the same spirit of faith. That's everybody in here that believes. We having the same spirit of faith. According to it is written, I believed and therefore I did what? I spoke. I said something. We also believe and therefore, guess what? We do the same thing because how many spirit of faith are there? One. Now, go to this other version. This is the contemporary English version, right, Dave? All right, it says, in the Scriptures, it says, I like how it says this right here, I spoke because I had faith. Say that with me. I spoke because I had faith. I wasn't, I wasn't staying silent. I wasn't just passively going by. No, I had to say something. That's why David had to say something. If you, if you look back in that passage, they got mad and offended at David because he said somebody needs to do something about this. And they said, you, what, you just came out here to make fun of us. And this is what David said. He said, is there not a cause? The faith in me is causing me to say something. You're going to let the enemy taunt and insult and slander you and your God, and you're going to sit back and do nothing? Come on now. The loudest voice. So it says, I have faith, or I speak because I have faith. I have the same kind of faith, so we speak. Now go to the uh, easy-to-read version. The Scripture says, I believed, so I spoke. Our faith is like that too. So the point I'm trying to get across to you is there is no, well, I've got a faith that's just reserved. Come on. You know how people like to talk. You know, I, I'm just reserved and I don't say anything and, and, you know, I just keep quiet. The Bible's making clear that there's only one reaction to faith. And it causes you to say something. The law of faith declares that what? Faith must be the loudest voice. Would you agree with me right now that uh, the pandemic is screaming? Election troubles are screaming. Come on, the economy is screaming. All these things are screaming. They have a voice and it's loud. Amen. It's loud. But I'm trying to tell you today that faith must be louder. Come on, somebody. You cannot forget what God has spoken. You cannot forget what God has... Let me tell you something. That scripture where it said, If there's any sick among you, let them gather the elders of the church, lay hands on them, pray the prayer of faith, anoint them with oil, and they shall recover. That did not stop because coronavirus appeared. Somebody say hallelujah. See, faith has to be the loudest voice. And so we see here that the law of faith demands this. 
See, just like the law of gravity demands you to have to come back down. If I jump up right now, I'll come back down. The law of faith demands to be the loudest voice in your life, to have all your focus, to have all your attention, right? Now, that's what I'm telling you. I do not mean just the highest volume. I'm telling you that it forbids anything from taking your focus. Anything from distracting you. Oh, here's a good example. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now watch this. When Peter began to walk on the water, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but it just came to me. When Peter began to, go, to walk on the water, he was walking by the law of faith. You know that, right? The law of faith can supersede the laws of the natural. He was walking by faith. But guess what he had to do? That entire time that he was walking, he had to keep his complete focus on whom? Exactly. He had to, why? Because the law of faith demands that. Now, was the waves loud? Yes, it was loud. How many has ever been to the ocean? Come on, it's loud. It's like that all the time. You can hear the roar of the ocean all the time. So that was loud, but it didn't make any difference because faith had to be the loudest voice. So as long as Peter kept his full attention and focus on Jesus, he kept operating in the law of faith and the law of faith kept overriding the situations and the circumstances. My God, somebody get this today. I don't care what's going on around you. What is the loudest voice in your life? Now, let me say this again too. The law of faith does not sit back and let the enemy run his mouth. The law of faith does not sit back and just let the enemy come in and just ravage your life. It does not do that. Faith is action. Faith is taking a bold stance. I hear so many people quote Job more than they quote Jesus. What did Job say? The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, here's the only problem with that. God didn't take away from Job. Satan did. Come on, somebody. Read your Bible. Satan took from Job. God gave it back to him double, and watch this, even caused his friends to give back to him. I know a lot of times we say Job got back double. He didn't get back double. He got more than double. So what I'm trying to tell you is, is that faith doesn't sit back and just let these things happen. Faith does something. The law of faith automatically causes you to speak and to speak boldly. I think I need to say that. It doesn't just cause you to speak. It causes you to speak boldly. When they brought the disciples, or at that time the apostles, when they brought the apostles in before the court, <clears throat> and they said, by what power was this man healed? Peter boldly stood up and said, let it be known that it was faith in the name of Jesus that healed this crippled man at the gate called Beautiful. Well, here's what they said to them. They said, we don't want you speaking anymore in that name. Peter didn't say, well, you know what? You're in the government. We're going to humble ourselves and submit to you. We're not going to speak that name anymore. Now, that's what the church is saying to do today. Come on, somebody. No, they didn't say that. 
They said, I'm sorry, we cannot stop speaking this name. Come on, somebody, help me today. We must be bold in our faith. We must be bold and say, God is still the only way. Come on, somebody. We must be bold and say, God is still the only answer. And until you turn to Him, you're going to keep looking at problems. So the law of faith automatically causes you to speak and to speak boldly. Now go back to 1 Samuel 17. Now we're going to go down to verse 41. Now it says, And the Philistine came, or Goliath came, and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the shield went before him. And And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was about a youth. He was ruddy and of a fair countenance. Somebody you would not picture sending out to battle this giant. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that you would come to me with staves? Or staves, excuse me. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. So now he's getting really nasty with his words. Right? I want you to see this. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and of the beasts of the field. Then David... Then said David, somebody say, David said something. He said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. There's that name again. I come in the name of my commander-in-chief of the heavenly armies. Glory to God. And of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, somebody say, this day. Will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite you, and take your head from thee, and I will give it to the carcasses of the hosts of the the Philistines. I will give your carcass to the hosts of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel." Now, do you see this going back and forth? Now, many of you may think that the first time you take a stand against the enemy and say, I'm not going to put up with this anymore and I'm going to believe God and trust God. Many of you probably thought that the enemy was just going to lay down and he was going to keep quiet. But let me help you in here today. That's often when he gets louder. So first the enemy taunts and he insults. David answers that. And you would think, you would think because the way we've been taught that now the enemy's just going to back down and all this. No, he didn't. He threw out even more insults. Praise God. Faith has to be the loudest voice. Why? Because the enemy is using problems and issues of life to scream at you. Now, why is it that the problems and the issues of life seem to be so loud? Amen. I mean, they are demanding your attention. Why is that? Because exactly what I just said. He wants to grab up your attention. So you can't focus on what God said. What God said is now went out the window. What the Word has said, what the promises of God are saying, you can't even hear them anymore. All you can hear is the trouble going on around you. But you have to make faith the loudest voice in your life. Why? Because the law of faith demands it. 
that when we make faith, in other words, what God said, I don't care what's going on, I don't care what it looks like, what did God say? Because if we make God, what God said, the loudest voice in our life, then that is what we are going to pay attention to. That's what our focus is going to be on. And watch this. Anytime our focus is on what God said, we're going to produce in our life the very words of the living God. So make faith the loudest voice in your life. Now I want to pray for you right now that uh, whatever situations that you're going through, there is an answer. I know it may seem like there's no hope, it's hopeless, there's no way out of this, but I promise you there is an answer, and His name is Jesus Christ. That every word in the Bible, every promise in the Word is tied under that one name, and that is in the name of Jesus. And that all who are in Christ Jesus, guess what? We are guaranteed those promises. So I want to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I lift up every person that is watching this right now, Father, that, ha that may have issues of life screaming at them, trying to take their focus, trying to take the words that you spoke into their spirit. Father, I rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray right now that they will put the law of faith to work. That the law of faith demands that faith be the loudest voice. That as they shout to the rooftops, what you have spoken and what you have said that father a praise will come out of them and it will silence the enemy I thank you for results we don't pray just to pray we pray with results and we believe that we have taken it now our peace our joy our health our prosperity whatever it is that we are in need of right now we take it in Jesus name for nothing is impossible with you and everybody said Amen. Well, listen, Faith Partners, thank you so much for partnering with this ministry. I always want to take time, every program, and just thank you, partners. Whether it's through your financial giving, whether it's through your prayers, or just whatever it is that you send and say, hey, listen, this program is blessing us. It is touching us. Again, thank you so much for your encouragement unto me. As Paul said, he said, when I stir up the spiritual gifts in you, he said, it stirs me up. It blesses me. So as I do these programs every single week, know this, that it blesses me when I know that it is helping you. So thank you again. And if you would like to become a faith partner, come in contact with this ministry. Partner with this ministry. This is good soil. And I, want you, I don't want you to give just to give. I know people have heard that for years. Give and don't expect anything in return. There's nothing biblical about that. God said, give and it shall be given back. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So as you give to this ministry, as you become a partner with this ministry, believe for the harvest. Call in your increase because Jesus has prepared it just for you. So again, thank you for tuning in tonight. Keep walking by faith, and I will see you again here next week. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at acceleratefaith.org as well.
command the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.